This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Stackers, it's Friday, which means it's the second week for our new live weekly shows. Glad you can join us for this. Now, if you're somebody that's tried to join us live and you've had some frustration, I want to take just a moment here at the top to tell you that A, what you're listening to is live. B, you're going to hear some crowd interaction because uh, they have uh, simulated clapping. So when you're in the, in the, uh, the, the auditorium you can clap you can laugh so you hear what sounds like canned laughter sometimes during the show it's a ton of fun we love making the show live and we love the fact also that you can be on stage with us if you want a few things number one unfortunately because it's only in beta it's difficult to find and you're going to need to get there a couple hours at a time meaning you don't got to sit around on your phone you just got to apply to get in because you're not going to find it on the app store and I apologize so much to Android users. It's coming, but right now, while it's still not open to the public, it's only iOS. But that doesn't mean they can't hear it. You're obviously going to hear it today, or you can stream it live from any of our social channels. But to get in, either go to my Twitter feed, go to the Stacky Benjamins Twitter feed, go to our Basement Facebook group, or get the Stacker, our newsletter that also is a guide to the Monday and Wednesday shows. So that's the live experience. This is our second live show. We're still getting our act together, figuring out how all this stuff works. And uh, we had... The first week we did this live, I think we had 11 people. This week we had 18 with us in the auditorium who figured out how to get through the maze. Uh, If you want to join us Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, you do the math uh, from wherever you are. All right, here we go. Let's get on with a Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. From Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and what are your favorite financial hacks? Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because today we're bringing you 30 of our favorites. So it's only fitting that we welcome the host of the show with that awesome new podcast smell, from the All the Hacks podcast, Chris Hutchins. Plus, from the Afford Anything podcast, it's Paula Pant. And from LenPenzo.com, it's a Paul Revere impersonator. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That guy's getting ready to let us know the British are coming this Sunday. We just got boring old Len Penzo. Later, we'll magnify Tom's money, who was fortunate enough to grow his Robinhood account substantially over the past year. So now he wants to hear our candid thoughts on the platform. 
Oh boy, Tom, never say candid to this group. And finally, I'll share my heartwarming trivia. And now, a guy who will probably be listed as one of the financial hacks. It's Joe Saul Seahide. I never get to say this when we record the show from the basement, but thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Doug, you're always waiting for that moment. Where were you last week, though, for our open? We had my cousin Diana was here instead. Where the heck were you? Yeah, I found that. I, I'm really sorry about that, Joe. I was in the frozen section at the grocery store, and I just got stuck there forever looking at frozen orange juice because it said concentrate and it didn't say how long to concentrate. So I was just locked oh in God. and forgot all about the show. You've been, you've been waiting all week for that joke. Haven't you? You've been plotting that out, ready to go. Fantastic. I'm just, I'm just spitting truth bombs. That's Joe. fantastic. Well, we got three people with us here today, Doug, who are spitting truth bombs and let's start deep under Los Angeles where our friend Len Penzo's here and Len, I don't think you're boring Len Penzo. You are very interesting Len Penzo, my friend. Well, thank you. Tell Doug that. You know, I thought Doug was going to say he got stuck in the frozen section because he like had his tongue on the uh, freezer case or something like that. That's what <laughs> I that's more what I expected. We got to wait for the YouTube video for that one. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm joy. I, I love Doug. Doug's a, Doug is awesome. I mean, and you know, I was on mute, but I was cracking up the whole time he was going over that intro. So good job, Doug. Lenpenzo.com, by the way, is a place where we, we get a lot of hacks there too. So you must have a list a mile long today for us. You know what? It, this was a pretty good list. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'll do my best to, uh, to, uh, at least affirm, uh, the ones that I liked and not affirm the ones I don't. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and the person who can affirm, Len, that you can afford anything, just not everything. Paula Pants here. I am here. I am back for another amazing episode because how could it be anything other than amazing? It, of course. Well, because you're here, right? That's exactly why. Uh, well, I won't claim all the credits. <laughs> Only a proportional share. And you also like financial hacks. So I bet you've got a long list for us today, too. I do. I do. This is, uh, this, this episode is anything but a hat or, um, you know what, actually I'll say listening to stacking Benjamins is the ultimate, like, like overarching hack. Nice. Right? That's good work. There we go. Well, you know, the best hack though, Paula, that, that I did, this is the best hack. If you want to talk about hacks, you know how you get on the show? Who's that? You get the guy with the, all the hacks podcast. Mr. Chris Hutchins is here. How are you, man? I am. I'm good. I'm good. To, glad to be here. It's exciting. So I was about to give you some pushback, Chris, because I've listened to several episodes of the show and it's fantastic. And I will tell you that it's a lot of hacks and it's a lot of awesome hacks, but all the hacks might be a little hyperbole. Well, I, I've got this doc that's got about 200 different hacks for, for everything. And at every episode, I'm like, can I squeeze a few more in? So I think they're all going to be there eventually. I'm so glad you could help us make this episode today. We got Chris here. We got Len here. We got Paula here. We got Doug here. We're going to get rolling on some hacks. But first, this episode sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies 
that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, guys, it's time. Let's roll into some of our hacks. Today's piece comes to us uh, from Inspired Budget. It's funny, the Inspire Budget inspired me. Allison Baggerly, who's also been on the show, if you don't follow her on Instagram, she's a fantastic Instagram channel, and this piece is also great. She has 30 budget and money hacks you need to try this year. And Chris, we'll start with you. I want to just get your best one. Let's start off fast and furious and uh, see if we can keep the momentum in Allison's 30 hacks, which, which of these did you really like the best? Ooh, like the best is tough. I think, um, the most relevant one right now is, is the first three I'll kind of tee together, which is ordering your groceries online, bringing a list to the store and making a meal plan. I fought this trend for so long and finally caved and man, I haven't gone to the grocery store in the last three weeks and it's been absolutely incredible. And I haven't bought all the unhealthy, expensive things I would buy if I was walking down the aisles. So a meal plan did all that for you. So we've been meal planning for a while. I love the the app Paprika. And so we make a meal plan. We have a list. Um, my wife and I would even sometimes go together and we'd open the list on our phones and we'd check things off running around the store. What did it for me, I, I pulled the internet and said, how many times when you order groceries online do you not get what you asked for? And I heard all these horrible stories about, oh, I used Instacart and I asked for salmon and they, they gave me some canned tuna instead or fresh salmon and got canned tuna. Uh, and, and all of the feedback for Amazon Fresh, which is not Whole Foods, was like, no, I, I get everything that I asked for. And so I was like, let's try it out. And three weeks in, I've gotten all the groceries I want and nothing I don't. And, you know, I, I'm spending less on groceries. You, you, well, that that was actually my next question because I was wondering price wise with including the delivery cost, you don't think it comes out to be more or is it less because you don't have as much waste? Um, I actually think it's a a better deal. Um, I, if you factor in your time, it's an infinitely better deal, but, uh, you know, I can order my groceries while I'm waiting for people to join a meeting that I'm in. And Amazon has their own brand, right? They have Amazon, I forgot what Amazon kitchens and you know, I had an Amazon kitchen salad for lunch. We have Amazon kitchens eggs. We, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to be so supportive of one company, but when they make it easy, it's just, it's great. And, and I, it has to be cheaper. I, I haven't, I do dollar for dollar compare Amazon Fresh and Whole Foods through Amazon and Amazon Fresh is definitely cheaper there. You mentioned an app Paprika. I'm not familiar with that one. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, so it's not, you know, apps I feel like everyone assumes are supposed to be free. So this is, you know, it is a paid app. But basically, you can aggregate all your groceries, throw any grocery list into the app, create meal plans, organize everything. Um, I use it to plan meals almost every week. And it's, it's fantastic. I'm sure there are other apps that do similar things. But 
for, for me, this is just kind of the easiest and best. Len, you're a guy who's known for meal planning. You're also a guy who's known for some amazing, you've taste tested ice cream. You've taste tested all different things. You, of course, have the sandwich survey coming up here in August. Uh, you a big guy when it comes to the list and some of the things Chris is talking about. Yeah. Do, you, do you do things the way Chris does or do you and the honeybee do things a little differently when you're doing your meal planning? Well, we do it. No, we do our meal plan. We do it on a two week basis at max. And the reason we do it for that, if you do it for more than that, I found we wait, we ended up wasting food because especially the perishables didn't last quite, you know, long enough. So if they're frozen stuff, it'll last. But so we try to keep our, our meal planning from one to two weeks. Um, but that is a terrific, it's terrific advice. I'm going to give one more that wasn't quite touched upon related to food. And that's, and I know a lot of people are going to wince on this, but eating leftovers. I did a study uh, on my leftovers back when my kids were younger. This was probably seven or eight years ago now. But I, de- I determined that we saved $2,000 a year. And this is seven or eight years ago, so I'm sure that that price would be higher now. $2,000 a year because we ate all of our leftovers. We, we do not throw anything away. And so, I mean, that really adds up. I mean, that is a huge amount of savings, especially when you look at that for a family over, say, 10 or 20 years. You're saving a lot of money if you're willing to eat the leftovers. I know a lot of people won't eat leftovers, but if you're like my family, we love them. Well, Frankie Frankie Chalenza was on uh, uh, the the live uh, stack event that we did with Allison Baggerly, who wrote this piece that we're talking about. And when Frankie was on, Len, he talked about the, you know, how much food we waste, right? And I think it was a third of the food that we bring home, we waste. And he talked about actually getting a Sharpie and Cheryl and I started doing this and I love it, a Sharpie and some of that, the the, the little bit of tape. And you put that on your Tupperware container and you put the date on it. And once I date that food, I don't know what it is about inside my refrigerator, it becomes a game. I want to make sure that I don't waste that food. And so I go to the stuff that has the latest date on it and try to make sure that I, you know, don't have another Joe Coleslaw moment. Well, you know what we do? We, we have a leftover. We try to. One, once a week, we try to have a leftover. We call it leftover night where every, all the leftovers in the fridge, that's what's for dinner. And everybody, we put them all out and everybody just – it's like a – what do you call it? Like a buffet of leftovers. But you know what's really funny is you feel so good when all that food has gone. You've cleaned out your refrigerator. You've eaten all your leftovers. You've saved money. And really, they're – it, every, we're all so proud of ourselves after leftovers. <laughs> is it, Len, Len, is it like cottage cheese roulette in your house where somebody's got to <laughs> choke down that, that cheese that's maybe not white anymore, but damn it, we're eating it? It's, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, we're, like I said, we're leftovers. Maybe we're weird at my, my house, but we love leftovers. I mean, we have people fighting over the leftovers. You know, hey, there's only, you know, there's enough for two tacos left. You know, that's ours. You know, that's it, mine. Len, so, if it's a... If it's that lasagna you made when I was at your house, I'd be fighting over it too. I'd be I'd be pulling people away from the refrigerator Joe, so Joe, I can. Get- okay, I'm, that's two weeks in a row. Thank you so much for saying that. I'm going to send you some lasagna. Oh, I'm going to so- send it via. You do, do not threaten that. If you threaten that, I don't get it now. I'm so angry. Paula, let's get you involved in this uh, just very briefly because I'm going to want you to introduce the next ones. But uh, do you order your groceries online? I do, yes. Um, so I use a service called Imperfect Foods. And so speaking of food waste, they um, take food that would otherwise be thrown away, food that is sort of ugly produce or it's um, it's 
excess inventory. Um, they take food that would not be accepted from a by a grocery store, uh, and they package it and ship it to people. So, so it's a great way to save money because you're buying the like quote unquote ugly produce. Uh, it's a great way to reduce food waste at the industrial level, and it's super convenient because I get groceries delivered. I saw ads for this online. How, you know, the one thing that worries a lot of people is how bad is that produce really? Like, am I eating apples that have little brown spots all over them or how bad is it? For the most part, things are pretty good. I've had like the errant one or two kind of um, edge cases, but the overall, I'd say 90% of what I get is fantastic. We promised 30 here. Uh, Chris alluded to, I think the first three, number one, order your groceries online. Always bring a list when you go to the store. Number three, make a meal plan so you aren't tempted to grow out to go out to eat. Uh, Paula, another great money hack from this list that you really like. So one of the ones I like, and this, this is because it's a big win, is uh, to negotiate your medical bills. Oh, right. So that's number 28 on the list. Do you have a do you have a success story with this? You know, I do not. Um, I've honestly, the reason that I like it is because I recognize that this is an area that I need to grow into because the idea of doing something like that is very intimidating for me. I've got I hate bureaucracy. I hate paperwork. I hate red tape. I want to bury my head in the sand. Um, but I know that this is, this is where the big wins are. I've got, I've, I've got two of them and Chris and Len, if you, if either one of you guys have a win in this area, let me know. Cause I I'm with you, Paul. I think this is big. OG, uh, had, uh, a win here. He, he just asked, he said, well, what if I pay this out of pocket instead of going through my insurance? Cause he's got this massive deductible being self-employed. Uh, if I just pay it myself, what would it be? And they, they laughed at him and they said, Oh, it's going to be huge. You, you, you don't want to pay this out of pocket. He goes, no, really? How much is it? And they, they had no idea because they're so used to dealing with insurance companies and it's all handled someplace else. So about 40 minutes later, they came back and said, ah, it's going to be, you don't want to do this. It's going to be $450. And, he, and he's like, forget it. Absolutely. I'm paying cash. It was for the, for the type of procedure he was having done. That was uh, that was a huge win. Uh, and then second, Scott Heiser on the show, uh, he's a healthcare expert and talks about lowering your healthcare costs, Paula. He talked about how a lot of people, you know, we hear about people going to Mexico for some treatments or maybe they'll go to Canada. Well, instead of going to a different country, he said sometimes just going across town to a different doctor and asking them the price, you can find huge price discrepancies in your own town. Hmm. Right, right. And, and the, the lack of transparency, um, you, like, you, like you talked about with the, uh, the first question, oftentimes when you ask them what would the price be, they, they don't even know. And that's what makes it so hard to comparison shop. But I think that's, that's because so few people ask that they don't know. They're not used to the question. Right. right. Yeah. One, I got one example. I, I needed these cortisone injections at one time. And the doctor actually volunteered it. They said, hey, you know, these are going to cost $200, but if you, if you pay cash, we could do it for 30 bucks. It's wow. really just like the cheapest thing ever. Um, and so, you know, now I've gotten in the habit in years where I've had health insurance with high deductibles of asking, you know, it doesn't really always play well, but um, our au pair is from Columbia and doesn't have insurance for everything. And her doctor prescribed her um some medicine for asthma, an inhaler. And she goes, this is really expensive. And the doctor was like, oh, oh, I could just give you this other thing and it's going to be like a third of the price. Yeah. Like, all she did was ask for one second and save 60, 70%. So 
I'm a big fan of asking. Um, I actually noticed the other day that UCSF in San Francisco publishes a, a giant Excel file of every price of everything. So, you know, you, you say you want transparency. I downloaded it. It's like, you know, 10,000 cells long of every treatment. <laughs> but it, at least the information's out there. I, it, well, why does it not surprise me that you would download that, Chris? Well, you know, I just want to see what the price is. Then you can go and call someone else and say, sure. hey, I was looking at UCSF. They charge $130 for this. What do you charge? Yeah, start the um, comparison shop. Or even push back. Um, we're in the process of trying to negotiate some of the prices around um, IVF. And we they were like, oh, can you come in for this appointment? And we just said, hey, do we really need to do this appointment? Can we do it virtually? And they're like, well, actually, yeah, you could just do it virtually. And, you know, these doctor's appointments out of pocket are expensive. And so if you can even skip an unnecessary appointment, you could save a few hundred bucks as well. That's fabulous. Mr. Penzo, what's one on the list that you like? I love the make saving money automatic. I mean, that to me is just one of the, I mean, if, if for people who have trouble saving, if you can take the, the option of not being able to spend the money before you get your hands on it, uh, by, by doing uh, automatic withdrawals or automatic deposits into your bank from your work, for example, for savings or into your 401k or a Roth IRA. If you can do that, you are, you are way ahead of the game. So that is, I, I love that one. I think, I think Len, that single-handedly is the easiest hack to building wealth. It is, and it, you are you are right. It is it is easy. You just gotta you gotta get, make yourself do it, you, and and the company will do it for you for your work. Now, for certain other things, you, you might have to put a little more effort into it. But I mean, it's it's it really is easy. There's no excuse not to do that. Let's go one more quick round before our trivia, and then we're going to let our stacker friends here hanging out with us. We've got 17 of us hanging out, uh, talking about money hacks. Uh, let them have at, at it with their favorite hacks. Uh, uh, Chris, back to you. Another one you really like? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of earning cash back when you shop online. Um, I, I, you could take it one level and pick one platform like Rakuten, or you could go kind of crazy and use like cashback monitor and, and on a per site basis search around. But, you know, I would say if you're not earning one to 5% back on everything you buy online that isn't on Amazon, then you're leaving money on the table. What do you think about the Dave Ramsey issue with that? If you're spending your credit card and using reward programs, you're just asking to get yourself into debt. Is that a little bit of know thyself? Oh, I think I, I, I definitely don't agree. I think if you don't have credit, obviously, if you have credit card debt, that's priority one, cut back on lots of things. If you don't and you're not using your credit card online and earning points and getting cash back, you're just leaving money on the table. Like if, if you just don't want a two to three percent discount on life, yeah, you can use cash everywhere you go. But if you want free money, uh, which I don't think there are that many people out there saying, no, 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 don't give me free money. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's options uh, to get that, whether it's cash back or points or, or everything. So I'm a big fan. I think you have to know yourself. But if you can pay your bills off or set them on auto pay, um, I think it's it's the best way to get free money. Did you just do like a passive aggressive thing there? If you don't want two to 5% back on, on things, just go, passive. go ahead and pay cash. No, it was pretty, it was actually pretty straightforward. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actively aggressive in, in trying to get people more money. 
That's that's awesome. And you've gone first class. You, you do the airline mile thing like a ninja too. Yeah, I think uh, I just did a fun video online. Uh, I hit. I, I mean, COVID was a challenge because I haven't been able to travel for a while. But I hit hit you know almost ten million points in miles from from craziness, and I'm ready to spend again. Uh, Paula, another one from this list that you like. I would say the the one about making it visual. Um, so I'm trying to trying to find where exactly like how she phrased it, but the the gist of it was have some sort of visual way that you're tracking what you're saving um, so that that way you you get to really see your progress. Yeah. There well, we go. Tra- number 23, track the progress you're making. Yep, got it. You could color in a page to track how much money you saved. Use a thermometer to track debt payoff. I just think having it in front of you, Paul, in a meaningful way, like these people that wake up and they have their their goals on the, um, on the mirror in the bathroom every morning. I mean, you hear time and time again how keeping it in front of you helps you get ahead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and the problem with saving money is that because m- most of our money is digital, it's just you know you're moving numbers around on a spreadsheet. It doesn't it doesn't have that emotional appeal that comes from something being visual and and visceral and real. And so the more that you can c- color in a thermometer, like I mean it sounds very elementary school, but it works. Like it's the more that you put these uh, practices in place that play to your psychology, uh, the more likely you are to have success. Before we move into our trivia segment, and then guys, after our trivia, we're going to uh, uh, give everyone here in the studio, let's hear your favorite hacks. Uh, Len, you've got the last one here. Which one do you really like? Well, uh, before I get to my last one, I just want to say, Paula, I like Paula's choice there. Another good example, instead of doing the thermometer, is you can put you can put out in your front yard like four or five digits representing your debt so all your neighbors can see. <laughs> and that has an added benefit of it'll keep burglars away because they'll know you're so broke there ain't anything worth saving and, you know, getting in your house anyway. So that, that is a good one. Um, uh, uh, the other one I – like, uh, you know, this is simple. Another simple – stick to water. You know um, – I can't tell you how many when I saw that. I can't tell you probably in the thousands of dollars a year. Uh, yeah, especially if it's tap water, which I don't know how many people do that. But uh, you know, just don't do the bottled water. But if you can do a, you know, get a Brita filter or something and just drink water when you go out. Don't order a drink. Don't order. Uh, I mean, you can save a ton of money that way, and you can save calories too. I, I wiped out just drinking. I went to water about a year and a half ago. And I immediately lost like eight pounds. Wow! Just from the, from the cal, just from the calories that I took in from uh, all the bad stuff I was. Hey, hey, Len, what about things that look like water, like vodka or gin? <laughs> Are those good too? I mean, does that fit the? Oh, uh, Dougie, yes, it, it is. That that works, sure. That oh, works. good. Then I'm on your plan, baby. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I was gonna say all those all those calories like got nowhere to go. I'm not a quitter. I, I will make sure they still, they still have somewhere to go. Chris, that doesn't seem like a hack that would make your list. Uh, it's uh, funny. I, I wasn't sure if this was the time to say hacks that I was like, not, not the biggest fan of. Um, but I tend to think about things in, in terms of, you know, everyone always says calculate your earnings potential and what do you make per hour and what's it worth? And that's tricky. Cause I can't call my boss and say, can you just pay me a little bit more? Cause I worked a little bit more. So I tend to put it in terms of, okay, if I wanted to go drive uh, as a Lyft driver, deliver some food for Uber Eats, what's that worth? And let's say it's 25 bucks uh, an hour. If I'm going to have a drink that's not water and it's going to cost me 
two bucks, three bucks. Like I could, I could do that every day of the week if I gave up an hour of my time. And so for me, it's, yes, I'm all for the health thing. I drink a lot of water, but if I want a coffee, if I want a tea, if I want a beer, uh, the, I just don't think it's the thing to focus on. There's so many things on here. If you can make your savings automatic, the impact that'll have on your life is huge. If you can save 12 bucks a week, uh, on drinks, that's, that's fine. But I think there's a lot of bigger opportunities to, to save money and, and build your wealth. But if he's trying to lose weight too, that's, that's not a bad double whammy. No, I mean, if you want to lose weight and, and cut calories and cost, I'm a big fan of the, uh, of the fasting. So I've done a five day water fast. I didn't spend a dollar on food or drink the whole whole five days. So oh, you can go all in oh, if you want. No, thanks. I just better, better use. I can't imagine day five. It'd be so, that'd be so hard. I mean, How day much five, day five is better than day two. Oh, oh, I bet. I can't, uh, I can't imagine. That's a whole different show, Chris. Well, those are our first set of hacks. I can't wait to hear your hacks and we'll have more hacks here in just a few minutes. But in the middle of every Stacking Benjamin show, we have a trivia segment. And this is a year long competition for those of you brand new to the show. Uh, But something also brand new is we take contributors from the studio that we will pair with each of our three contributors here today, Len, Paula, and Chris. So please uh, raise your hand to come on stage if you want to help us make some... Make some trivia. Did you did you see Chris? Did you see Chris Pennington uh, uh, on your uh, on your Facebook page, Joe? He, he sent us a picture of that huge catfish, record-setting catfish. I did see that from last week. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was so it, it was it was huge, and it was funny how they said the same story that it was that it took an hour. Here comes all right. We got Susan back here. Susan, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, you know what I forgot to ask you, Susan? When you're not stacking Benjamins, you're doing what? Um, driving my car around the racetrack. I know. When did you buy the race car? Uh, well, I've had the car for over two years, but I didn't do anything with it. I didn't know that it was such a thing until two people told me, you should take it to the track. And I said, what does that mean? So I found a program that teaches high performance driving and decided to sign up last October and I'm addicted. That is that is so awesome. I love racing, but only on my Xbox. So uh, a much less expensive way to drive, Susan, than the way you drive. Yeah. I am sure. <laughs> We're going to pair you with Chris today. You'll be helping Mr. Hutchins. And uh, so, Chris, you and Susan are a team. And Karen, our producer, is here today. Karen, you will be with Len. And you know what? I see we have, I, I, I don't see anybody else. Come on, guys. If somebody wants to help us with our trivia question, come on up on stage. But if not, we're going to have Doc G come up and join us. I see Doc G from Earn and Invest is here. And we're going to have, uh, we're going to pair Doc with Paula today. I am so disappointed in Shady. When you've got a really cool name like that, how do you not jump up on stage? I know. I know. Do you think I'm intimidating him, Joe? Is that yes. You know what we'll up? do? We'll get Doc up here. Uh, and if not, uh, then, uh, then Paula, are you comfortable going alone? Absolutely. All right. I can, I can Chelsea Brennan the best of them. <laughs> like you could. Ninja. Well, it's funny that Paula says she's a ninja because here's the, here's the, but Paula, I don't want to. I don't want to bring this up, uh, but uh, OG, which uh, Chris, you're playing on behalf of OG. That's good news and bad news, Chris. You want the good news first or the bad news? 
I'll take the good news. Well, the good news is that you're in first, which means the bad news is you and Susan then have to guess first. So that's not good because you're you're you'll get surrounded early, I'm sure. Len is in second with eight. Uh, Paula in third with seven. So, Paul, I feel bad. I just realized you're in last place, and I'm like, hey, I paired up everybody but you. So, yeah, but but shouldn't she get an extra point? Like, if you go alone in euchre, you get you if get she wins, points. she gets two. Yeah. What do you think, Paula? Um, well, given that it's all upside and no downside, I'm I'm into it. <laughs> you don't lose two points. Yeah, you don't lose two points if you. Uh, we'll yeah, ask. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's asymmetric, on. so I love it. We're gonna ask the I judges. Think the only, I think I think the only way you should get two is if if Doug is on your team, then you should get two. <laughs> you should get four. Uh, <laughs> all right, Doug, you ready with this? Hate you, Len. Yeah. Hey, let's go. All right. Here, here we, here we go. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, the only one you've been waiting to hear all show long. And all the talk about these hacks, I'm sure made you wonder, where's Doug in this conversation? He's got some mad hacks himself, I'm sure. And I'd say to you, listener I made up for this discussion, I absolutely have a list of brilliant hacks. I just didn't want to show up Chris Hutchins, but uh, check these out, Chris. Like, what if you want to drink, but you don't want to get up off the couch? Here's what you do. If your significant other, friend, roommate, random stranger wandering through your apartment left their phone in the other room, you just call them, and then they get up, they go get their phone, and bam, problem solved. Hey, hey, dude, buddy, how about a little drinky drink while you're up, right? That's how it's done. How about this one? Do you have a roommate and want them to clean the house? So easy. Create a fake Tinder account and secretly match with them and tell them you're coming over. Boom! House is cleaned immediately. Well, at least their bedroom. But, you know, you get the point. Sure, they get ghosted. But who wants to go out dating these days anyways? Very dangerous. Hashtag safety. I'm here all day. All day. I got a million of these. But before I share... Let's get you today's trivia and trivia question. Let's see here. Um, what the pages? Oh, here's a good one. Did you know the world's first artificial heart transplant occurred on this date in 2001? Well, neither did I until I literally looked it up seconds ago. But our question is, what year was the first ever heart transplant? I'll be back with your answer faster than you can listen to your heart. Oh, God, Joe, I can't do it. I can't keep singing that awful song. Just move on. Just listen to your heart. Have everybody try to figure it out. When was the first heart transplant? When it's calling for you. Stop. It doesn't sound any better when you do it. The first heart transplant today, heart transplants, uh, saving lives, and speaking of medical bills, that's a big medical bill right there. Susan, it's you and Chris. Uh, first off, uh, I'll let you two confer. Guys, um, anybody have an idea on this one? Susan, Chris, I'm looking at no you. Idea. No idea. You got an idea. Was it? No idea. No idea. I'm going to say it, 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 was, it was in the last hundred years, so we got that going for us. Yeah. Um, you think it was around like before the fifties or I wouldn't think it was before. I don't know. You think it's 50 years old. I don't know. You think fifties or sixties? What is it? Or do you think it was later or earlier? I like how you cover all the bases there, yeah. Susan. Do you think it was earlier or later? Well, I mean, it's gotta be something. <laughs> so like, yeah. narrow it down. Susan's a big help, Chris. Wow. 
Take notes. Yeah, I'm nothing. Let's go. Let's go sixties. Okay. Well, um, how about sixty-four? I can do sixty-four. Okay. All right. <laughs> Locked and loaded. 1964 for Chris and Susan. Uh, Len, you are next, my friend. What do you think? Well, oh, wait a, pro- wait, wait a minute. We got what? Karen with you as well. I forgot. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Karen's the producer. Hopefully she saw the question before the show anyways and figured this out. I didn't look. Ah, no help. What do you think, Karen? 64. I assume this is a human heart. <laughs> Oh, we we didn't clarify that. <laughs> we get we get an asterisk after every show. Uh, is, is it a human heart? It is well, a chipmunks. Yes. Chipmunk hearts a, count too. A heart's a heart. You heartless a, bastard. It is a human heart. Yes, yes. So the first okay. transplant into a human. Yes. Susan, we wasn't didn't do a that, good job uh, clarifying. Wasn't that wasn't that Jarvik? Wasn't the guy's name Jarvik, or was that something different? Remember that? I uh, no. Okay, I remember. You know what? I remember. Well, no, they, I don't know if these were transplants. Didn't they have a heart lung machine at one time too? I mean, that was a long time ago. I think it was a little. Be- I think it was. <laughs> I think it was a little before that. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say 1957. Sounds good. Karen, you like that? All right. 1957. And we invite to the stage a guy that uh, plays here quite a bit from the Earn Invest podcast, Doc G, joining us. Oh, wait a minute. Now, hold on. Now, Paula gets a doctor. It's even worse than that because I might have been there for the writing of this trivia. So I'm going to give Paula moral support. Oh, I forgot you you were here for this. Yeah. So it would be unfair if I actually gave her any hints. Paula, I, I, I tried to help you by hooking uh-huh. you up. but <laughs> Well, fund- fundamentally, the question is, do I think it – because the range between 1957 to 1964 is quite narrow. So probabilistically, I don't think I would have a good shot if I guessed somewhere in the middle of that range. So in order to capture the, the widest range of, of potential answers, my guess is going to have to be either 1965 or – 19, um, wait, Len, what was your, you said 1957, so it would be 1956, <laughs> is that correct? Yes. That is correct. But Paula, Paula, before you go on, you do this damn game every week, and you <laughs> clarify this every, every week, and you're still in last. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Can she get yes. a point for the word probabilistically? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a word, but that sounds like a good word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 1956. 56 and right. took the downside. So made sure that uh, Len gets Chelsea Brennan a little bit. Well, w- we would love to let you know which one of you is closest. But if <laughs> what's that, Len? I, I said, love you, Paula. She's, Anytime, Len. She's- <laughs> Send me some lasagna. <laughs> okay. We got the bribe out there now. That's that's Len's bribe. All of a sudden, every time we record a show here live, everybody in the whole audience gets lasagna that day. Uh, we'd love to tell you who actually was closest, but we don't play that way. We're going to be right back. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money, 
And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Chris and Susan, you guys kicked it off with 1964. And I guess, I guess, Susan, that's good news for you because you guys have blue sky every time, everything, what, uh, uh, 64 through today. That's not bad, Susan. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Chris feeling good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, if Paul went 65, I wouldn't have been feeling good because it leaves us with not a lot. <laughs> so then you're, then you're on a short leash. Speaking of short leash, lad, you got short leashed on that one. Yeah, I've got, what do I got, three years to play with? Um, I, I think I'm in the ballpark. I, I don't know. We'll see. 57, 58, 59, 60. Karen, feeling good about any of those years? Uh, not really. No. Paula? <laughs> well, where were, wait a minute. Where were you then, Karen, when I needed you? <laughs> She's already throwing you under the bus, bus uh, preemptively. <laughs> Paula, you've got everything. Uh, if this thing happened in 1492, you're good. <laughs> when when Columbus sailed the ocean That's blue, right. yes, right. <laughs> maybe yeah, the maybe Aztecs, the heart transplant yeah. took place on the ship. Who knew the Aztecs did it? They were doing heart transplants well, way back when, weren't they? Maybe they were just about- the first half, just the first <laughs> half of that procedure. Lynn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys ready to find out who won this thing? Here we go, uh, Doug. Let's do this. Stackers, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, your best friend, back with some more high-caliber, hard-hitting life hacks. Here's another one. A deer population is controlled by releasing wolves into an area. All problems should be solved that way. Too much pollution? Release wolves into factories. You don't like Congress? Wolves. Want to lose weight? Yeah, more wolves. 
Getting married? Here's another hack. Send a wedding invite to every billionaire's business address you can find. And there's a pretty good chance their assistants are just going to send you a gift without ever confirming. They're just sending out a gift because they don't want to bug the billionaire boss. And finally, if you can't think of a word, just say, uh, 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 I forget the English word for it. That way, people (laughs) will think you're bilingual instead of an idiot. I do this all the time. It works like a charm. Now, if these tips aren't straight gold, I don't know what is. But let's get back to today's trivia. The question was, what year was the first ever heart transplant? 53-year-old Louis Washkansky was terminally ill with heart failure. So his surgeon, Christian Bernard, not Jarvik, Len, Christian Bernard performed the first ever successful heart transplant in Cape Town, South Africa, all the way back in. Paula, you had a 50-50 shot at this, and you screwed it up. 1967, that means Chris and Susan are our winners. Hey-oh. Thank you, Paula. Whoa. Every time. Every time. (laughs) She's got a 50-50 shot and swings and misses. Your problem, Paula, was that I was aligned with you this time, and whenever I'm on the show, I always lose. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Susan's going to come up on stage every week, and we know what everybody's getting for the holidays, Susan. Everybody's getting swag. Uh, Stacky Benjamin's. So, so holiday time, uh, Chris and Susan, f- fantastic win. Congratulations, uh, Susan. Anything you'd like to, to, uh, say in your acceptance speech? Uh, no, no, just, I'm very excited and honored <laughs> to finally win. <laughs> nice job team. And, uh, Chris, I'm sure you'd be booking Doug with all those hacks as well. Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, and Susan, you said you didn't know anything, and then you picked three years off. So uh, you're a sleeper here. Just luck. <laughs> she was. She was. She was right there. All right, guys. That means we are into the second half of the show, and we've been talking hacks. And so, Chris, you got another one. Let's let's dump this list. You've had lots of people on your show. All the hacks. Uh, tell me. Tell me just one of your favorite all time hacks, my friend. Well, I've got a great hack that uh, is very timely. And it saved my mother a lot of money. So it was a great win for me, which is if you've leased a car and your lease is up, you don't have to give the car back to the dealer. You can sell the residual of your lease. And so my mom just sold the residual of her lease for $6,000. Wow. Uh, And were she to just turn her car in, she would have given it up and she was going to. And I had the Leanne Shattuck, the car chick, and she was like, no, 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 sell your lease. And now I, I told my mom, what a great, uh, what a great birthday, early birthday gift. That is fan. That's fantastic. Well, leasing a car for most people in the short, you know, you, you kind of do the math on that, Chris alone. It's, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've somewhat come around to this, uh, the idea of, well, if you're, if you're going to get rid of the car in three years and you're just going to trade it in and you know, that's your personality, maybe this is a, a better deal, but right. yeah, I'm, I'm someone who owned a car for 14 years before they got another car. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I won't be using this hack, but, uh, you know, anything that saves someone $6,000 on a random day, hard to not call that a good hack. That's a monster amount of money. Paula, uh, one of your favorites. Uh, some another favorite money hack. Yes, not, absolutely. Not related. Yes, it does not. Have to be, Paul is in panic <laughs> mode. Does that have to be a car? Yeah, I know. Does it need to be something about a car? <laughs> because uh, mine's about a bus. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my, mine's actually about the subway or, you know, a train or. That's a hack uh, right there. Take the train. It's a, it's a hot air balloon. That's my hack. It's oh, about hot air balloons. Nice. Um, let's see. Other favorite money hack. I like how we've been doing this for 45 minutes and it's like, it, it, you're, you're, you still got to think about it. I know. Well, you know what, what occurs to me is the things that I have turned into habits, I do so naturally that I don't think of them as hacks. I don't necessarily think of them as anything special. And it's only in the context of realizing that other people don't do it that I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is. Okay, guess what, Paula? That actually is a hack. So how do you take this thing that was neat and turn it into a habit then? Give us that Mm -hmm. hack because I think that is in itself is a hack. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Well, so I first and foremost, automation. So, you know, habits are secondary, but automation is primary. Anything that you can automate, you don't have to turn into a habit because it just becomes part of a system. Um, So automate anything that you can first. And then a step beyond that is to build a habit, two tips. One is start with something that's small. You don't want it to be overly complex. Um, So if it's time consuming, if it has a lot of friction or if it has a lot of steps, you're unlikely to follow through with it for the long term. Um, so choose the simplest route, even if that simplest route is a little bit inefficient. It, the, you know, it's better to do something that's slightly inefficient uh, if it's simple and you're more likely to turn it into a habit than it is to like try, you know, make perfect the enemy of good. Um, that and the other tip that I have is to stack it on top of some pre-existing habit. So if there is a certain time of day or time of week when you do X and that is already part of your routine, then incorporate this new habit, like stack it with that so that they become tied together. Did you first hear that from James Clear? Because that's where I first heard that. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an aha. Like I knew that ahead of time. I, I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I am saying that I'm like, yeah, that is. Whenever something becomes a habit, it 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 usually was me stacking it on top of something else that I'm already doing. Len, how about you? One more. Um. Well, improving like improving going green for your house or or doing things like simple things like um, sealing the cracks um, around your windows and your doors. Um, that can actually save up to a third really, uh, on your energy bill just by doing that. Um, t- Hey, and while you're at it, take your thermostat, um, set it a little lower in the winter, a little hot, a little bit higher in the summer. Make sure you install a, a smart thermostat. Um, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can really get extreme and you can start, start, you can unplug your uh, certain electronics too, that, that uh, actually that you're not using, but they actually draw a little bit of electricity. Um, I mean, we're, we're getting down into the sense here, but that's the kind of thing yep. you could do. I mean, that will save you money. The big thing is, is really the windows and the doors. If you seal those, um, you will, you know, a third of your energy bill, take your energy bill annually and multiply that times a third. You'll, you'll, You'll be saving that. You know what else you could do, Len? You can unscrew the light in your oven. I guess. No, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you remember? Uh-huh. That, that is a joke that goes way I back. Know. I don't know. Paula, I do you know. remember that one? Oh, I yes. do. <gasps> yes, you do. Oh, that is I a... Was- that, oh, that's wow. a way old blog post that uh, oh. Greg McFarlane used to complain about. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yes, I do remember this. This was a, a gentleman who wrote a blog about saving money, but he was so... Uh, obsessed with minutia. We're talking about um, 
like one of his recommendations was to buy the gigantic Costco-sized shampoo bottles because it's cheaper per unit. But then because you're you're likely to use more of it when your brain sees that you've got a larger quantity, then start putting that shampoo into smaller trial-sized bottles so that you aren't tempted to use as much. Right? Like that was I got I gotta meet this guy. <laughs> I just don't wash my hair. I was going to say, Doug's writing all this down right now. So, so yeah, the, it, uh, he talked about that. He talked about unscrewing your oven light. He talked about bisecting dryer sheets. I will never forget that. Yes. Rip your dryer sheets in, in half. half so that you get twice as much out of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Chris, you were unmuted there for a second. Did you have one to add on to Lens, maybe? Oh, I mean, I've got a, I've got a list. When's the rapid fire section? Um <laughs> But uh, no, no, when it comes to little, little around the house hacks, um, there's some cities have different energy plans and there's a company called Ohm Connect also that ties into your energy plan. They'll email you and say, hey, if you turn off all your electricity or, or you limit your usage from six to seven, we'll send you cash. And so, um, you know, we've changed our energy plan. We, we signed up for something that'll tell us, you know, here's an hour, turn off your lights and you'll make 20 bucks. Um, so there's a lot of ways to do, do at home hacks when it comes to electricity. One thing I will say though, there's that will back, some of those will backfire when you make the deal with the electricity companies. I know people here in California, they have a, they let, uh, Southern California Edison, for example, control their power during peak times and they'll, they'll uh, end up shutting down your power for an hour, uh, to, to, uh, you know, because you gave them permission in exchange for a little bit of a savings on your electric rate. So you got to be careful there. Yeah. I have not had my power turned off. I have not had my power turned off yet, but, um, I have saved some money. I will say in the, uh, when we first moved here, we didn't have a smart thermostat and that was, that was a very simple one. And just my, the difference in my utility bill, uh, before and after, um, I'm, I'm going to say in the range of 35 bucks, uh, was, was different just by, uh, per month, you know, uh, think yep. about that over the next 30 years. That's a bunch of money. Yep. Hey, one more segment, guys, let's take out the magnifying glass and help somebody do better with their money. Uh, Chris, when you go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, you know what happens? I don't. Oh man, you find, this is the hack right here. You find out those financial products you use every day are nowhere near best in class because at Magnify Money, they look at over 92% of all the products online, like savings accounts, checking accounts, CDs, rank them all against each other head to head, magnifymoney.com, use stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, and that will tell them that we sent you. Uh, today, we are going to help Tom magnify his money. Say hi, Tom. Hey, Joe and OG, this is Tom. I am 23 years old, and two years ago, I opened a dreaded Robinhood account. Um, Because I wanted a place to get into investing, to learn about investing, and have a short-term, personally managed investment growth portfolio of sorts. Um, During those two years, I saw a 37% growth in my investments, which was not at all based on my skillful performance, but as you know, uh, chance of the market. But I have two questions for you all. Uh, I know you guys are not big fans of Robinhood. Uh, I know part of that is because it gamifies investing and turns it into a game of chance. But I want to know, are there other qualms that you have with Robinhood that 
people should know about uh, or reasons why you should not choose Robinhood to start investing or learn about investing. And my second question would be, if you were in my shoes and needed that reliable short-term growth, uh, what would you have chosen that would have been more reliable than Robinhood? Maybe you wouldn't get 37%, but it would be more reliable and you wouldn't lose 37%. Love the show. I have learned nothing and I'm definitely not becoming a financial advisor in <laughs> August because of it. But keep up the great work anyways. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for that, Tom. Uh, Paula, we'll start with you. Uh, uh, issues with Robinhood? Honestly, I really don't have issues with Robinhood. I, they get a lot of criticism for the, the gamification of trading. Uh, that's not my problem with Robinhood. Yeah, that's not my problem with Robinhood either. The The problem that I have with them on the invisible end, the, the kind that you as a user uh, would not see, is on, on the back end they have what's called payment for order flow. Um, and without going too far down the rabbit hole, there are basically these market, like market makers who find out what trades are being placed and are able to place their own trades in advance of when individual investors are trading. And I find that to be a little underhanded. Um, but that's a, that's something that would need to be solved, I think, at, at the regulation level or at the legal level. That's not, uh, unless you like really wanted to boycott them. Um, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with Robin Hood um, for any individual user. Yeah, that that actually still is not my my problem with them. Uh, uh Chris, you like Robinhood or use Robinhood? I don't use Robinhood. I work at Wealthfront. I build uh investing products that are much more focused on kind of a globally diverse long-term passive strategy. So, you know, picking stocks isn't isn't kind of the strategy I I recommend. Fundamentally though, if you want a place to download an app on your phone and buy some stocks and learn about the market, I I don't have a, a huge complaint with Robinhood at all. Uh, I do take take a kind of challenge to the idea that that is a strategy for earning short term money. Um, I think if you're going to play play the stock picking game, you should play it uh, you know in the long term with a large basket of stocks. For me, that basket's the whole market. For some people, it might be twenty, thirty stocks. But you know, as far as a reliable way to earn anything close to thirty seven percent in the short term, I think. That should not be the benchmark. You say that like a guy that owned a financial planning company. I, you know, I, I, I did. I'm supportive of any strategy that, that you want to take, especially if it helps you learn. I think, you know, learning about this, this whole market, learning about investing um, puts you in a place to set yourself up for the future well. Um, you know, my, my, my only kind of fundamental concern with Robinhood is that it seems like they're showing you lots of green buttons and uh, trying to get you to click to buy and, and make it really easy to borrow money. And, and those are not the best behaviors for yeah. someone early getting out. Yeah. Uh, still, and, and I agree with all those things. I still have a more fundamental problem with Robinhood. But Len, how about you? Have you used Robinhood like Robinhood? I don't use Robinhood. I, you know, and I guess I don't, the question, I'm not familiar with Robinhood. I, okay. You know, it's a brokerage account, right? It's a, it sure is. Uh, yeah. It's a tool. It's a tool. So I, I guess I don't understand the question. I mean, it's just a tool that's, it's no different 
it's how you use tool. You can use tools for good. You can use tools for, for bad, I guess. So, um, I, I don't, I can't fault Robin hood for being a tool. So, well, and that's, 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 that's there's so, <laughs> so, many, so many jokes there. Uh, uh, but, but it's funny yes. that it's, but it's funny that you say that Len, because when Tom's talking about getting 37% and where else would you put it, Chris, I think it goes back to what you were talking about that, that with Len bringing this up, that it's just a tool. It isn't like you'd say, well, I do it at Schwab or I do it at Vanguard or I do it at Fidelity or T roll price. It really is based on other things, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're trying to park money for the short term, uh, you know, you have, you have, you can put it in cash and earn almost nothing right now. Uh, and you can go bet on crazy cryptocurrencies and, and, you know, maybe get a hundred X and, and much more likely to get a zero. You know, there are a lot of stops along that spectrum and, you know, thinking about it uh, as any sort of certainty is, is really tough. And, you know, to use Paula's words, you, you really have to think about, about this probabilistically, uh, and figure out, you know, where, where you, how much risk you want to take on. My my issue, Tom, with Robin Hood is simply this. I agree with everything that Paula and, and Chris mentioned. Uh, those are problematic for me. But the biggest thing is Robin Hood has lied to you on at least four occasions in the last five years. And a company th- – th- th- and when I say they lied to you, you may think that's incendiary. But, th- but, but I have one of two options. Either they were very incompetent – I'll give you – I'll, I'll give you one example. They mentioned that you get SPIC insurance in their money market. And because of that, uh, uh, this is an insured account. SPIC insurance doesn't even work the way that they said. So either they don't know what they're doing, which scares the hell out of me for my brokerage account, not knowing what they're doing, or they're lying to me using SPIC insurance in a different way than it is was intended to be used, which by the way, got them in trouble with regulators. Uh, one of many times they've been in trouble with regulators. So, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that, that going back to Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, I don't think these guys are your buddies. I just think that when it comes to either competence or not lying to you, and I'm frankly not sure what it is. So because of that, I think they're lying because I don't want to call them incompetent. Uh, I think that why would you go with a place that has no tools versus all these other companies that have tools? I use TD Ameritrade. They have tons of tools uh, that I can use as an investor. Robinhood has almost none. So uh, I think that, I just think there are a a bunch of companies that have acted much more responsibly uh, than Robinhood has. That's that's my fundamental beef with them. Um, and frankly, and, and I agree with, with Chris in terms of when you say short-term reliable results, those two things don't go to get sh- short-term fast uh, results just is, is uh, gambling and you won. And that's fantastic that you won uh, to Chris's point. So thanks for the question, Tom, if you've got a question for us, head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash voicemail. And we're happy to complain about your brokerage account too. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't know how to finish that. Uh, Let's wrap up this thing and we're going to have our guest of honor go last. So Len, what's happening at LenPenzo.com, my friend? Well, this week at LenPenzo.com, I got uh, got an article on drawbacks to electric vehicles, which I'm sure will really tick off a lot of people. So uh, stop on by, get your blood boiling, and then uh, (laughs) let me have it in the comments section. You're just pot stirring this week, huh? (laughs) Yes, I am. It's one of those 
one of those weeks. It's your whole goal. Uh, Paula, what's going on at the Afford Anything podcast? So on the Afford Anything podcast, we have a special episode all about understanding crypto for beginners. So if you are confused by all of the crypto lingo out there and you want to know what's going on, you want like the ultimate beginner's guide to understanding Bitcoin and Ethereum and blockchain technologies, we've got that episode on the Afford Anything podcast. Oh, that's an exciting episode. And I know so many people that are just confused, like what the heck's going on there. So sounds like fun. Chris, thanks a ton for hanging out with us, my friend. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about what's coming up on all the hacks because so we've talked about all different types of hacks so far. Like I, I watch a new episode come out and I think, how many different areas can he find hacks in? But you seem to pull another rabbit out of the hack every week. Yeah, I mean, we've done buying a car, managing your time, thinking about psychology. We had a cool one with Scott Kyes talking about finding cheap flights anywhere in the world uh, of Scott's cheap flights. And there's just so much more coming, right? Side hassle, side hustles, uh, negotiating better salary, house hacking. Uh, the list is going to go on until I run out of steam. And, and it sounds like you've got a heck of a lot of steam left in you. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I've got an episode tracker with at least 50 topics to, to come. Um, we're doing this weekly. You can find everything at allthehacks.com. Yeah, it's a, and if you want to look at it, as Chris said, go to allthehacks.com or just hit pause on us and look it up in the player where you're listening to us right now and uh, and hit the subscribe or now it's the follow button. Hit the follow button. Well, it depends where you are, right? And now there's a million places to listen to a podcast. Wherever you're listening. But but I, it's where only, as Paul and I say, it's where only the finer podcasts are distributed. Yes. yes, it's uh, it's wherever <laughs> wherever the fine apps are. All right, Doug, you ready to finish this thing off? Close this out. Sure thing, Joe. I'll tell everybody what they should have heard when they fell asleep, just waiting to hear my <laughs> voice for the funny parts of this show. Hey, everybody! First, take a lesson from our roundtable discussion. Don't make managing your money harder than it needs to be. There are a lot of hacks to make your life wealthier and easier. Second. If Joe pairs you up with Paula during the trivia segment, guess the opposite of whatever she does. But the big lesson, (laughs) speaking of hearts, why does Chris Hutchins get the first cookie from Joe's mom? Just because he's a guest. Now that is heartless woman. Sign that lady up for a heart transplant. When it was a joke, ma, ma, back off. It was a joke, lady. Oh my God, don't have a heart attack. To learn more about our guests and for more resources, you can head to our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Can't believe I have to say that after every episode. To get some more of the best hacks out there, check out Chris Hutchins' new podcast, All the Hacks, available wherever you're listening to us right now. To get some more Paula Pant, just check out the Afford Anything podcast. And to see what Len is up to, Head over to LenPenzo.com. I was going to make a joke there, Len, but I'm just going to let it roll. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and you can join us live for our next recording, which will be Tuesday, July 6th at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, as we welcome back the co-host of the Frugal Friends podcast, Jen Smith. Thanks, everybody.
Hey Doug, how do you how do you do that? How do you play that uh, guitar so well while you're doing the uh, closing? That's really good. Quite yeah, I uh, I just spent about fifteen or twenty years at a summer camp and <laughs> just learning how to play around the campfire, Len. Well, it's, well it's done. Quick, quick uh, route to success there. The bus left after seven days, Len, and he was. <laughs> I just stayed there playing to all the. The chipmunks getting heart requests? transplants. Do you take re- do you take requests? Just that one. If you request that one little <laughs> jingle, I can play that one. Can you play it again? Uh, 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 ready? Sure. Yeah. Here we go. A one and a two. All right. Those are all the major chords of every pop song. Uh, <laughs> It is little known. Little known. Chris Hutchins knows this one. The, the ACDC uses those same three chords. <laughs> there is a comedian who does a whole long, long bit on that, and it's amazing. Like at the same time, it's funny. You're like, "Holy cow! Those really are the chords for every major song you love." I would look it up. Don't know his name, but it's worth looking up. Paulus got no idea what uh, what we're talking. But what well, what comedians are? Well, m- <laughs> comedians, music. Paula, do you follow music? I do not. I do not. I'm worse at music than oh, I am at TV. Are you, how can you possibly be I worse? Oh my goodness. I know, right? Paula, I pictured you like a new age music, you know, come into your yes. place and there'd yeah. be new age, new age music playing in the background. What no. about all those raves you go to in the middle of the night at abandoned warehouses? Don't you like that music? <laughs> uh, it's fine when I, it's fine if for those occasions, but okay. it's not something that I really follow or listen to. Like I have no idea who the big DJs are. But, 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 but Len, to your point, I totally could imagine going into Paula's apartment and like there's nonstop Yanni playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yanni would be a good one. Yes. Yanni. <laughs> Is she too young for Yanni? Uh, I, I, uh, really the only thing that I know about Yanni is remember a few years ago when there was that, that audio and some people heard the word Laurel and other people heard the word Yanni. Do you remember that? It was like the audio equivalent of is the dress blue or or gray or yeah, yeah. gold or blue. Blue. Yeah. So do do you know that, do you know that, that, that dress being gold or blue? Do you know who started that? How that got started? That was my daughter. Is it Jarvik? It was your daughter that started. She started that on Twitter, and the thing just blew up. Yes. What? Yeah. Are you being real right now? I'm being serious. And she got up. She she was on Fox News for the come on. Wait. I'm starting it. Was it her dress? No, but she started. She found it, and she sent the tweet, and it just went, and it just blew up. And, get and, out yeah no that's, way yes that's my daughter yes. joe there's a whole episode right here yeah how come we're hearing this now <laughs> Wait, by the way your your daughter needs to be on this podcast i know <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree with you chris thanks a ton for joining us man yeah of course this is great Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. Of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. 
Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. You'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. 